0: Well, hello everyone. Welcome to episode 221 of the Here podcast. I'll be your host today, Patrick. And joining me today are my three convalescing co-hosts.
1: 21. My name's
3: Colt. It's DJ Jazzy John. My Ninja F. Winslow.
1: You stole my bit,
2: though. I was going to say 21, too.
1: Fuck. Great minds think alike.
0: Yeah. these nuts.
1: Uh,
0: but we're not just talking about random comedy bits, although I'm sure they'll be sprinkled throughout. We're actually doing a sequel to one of our most popular episodes of the year. We're talking about uh, Favorite Albums Part 2. Yeah. So uh, we really appreciate y'all listening to the first episode. Uh, it really took off. It's already in our uh, ninth most played episode of the year. It's it really took off, and we appreciate y'all. Really ninth, uh, really um, just taken to that one. And wow. we figured it was time to to follow up with that one. So like before, each of us has brought one of our favorite albums to the table, and we we'll talking about each one of them in turn, and also the. The other the other lads will be giving their thoughts on the album while the presenter sort of uh, walks them through the overall themes and sort of just a composition of the album. And starting us off, we have Colt talking about their album and Colt, what is yours?
1: Uh, first off, I picked this album not only because it's that easily one of my favorite albums, but because the band's dead, they went to the they went to the desert and blew each other up. And uh they died. And uh not really. But that did happen in their goodbye message. No, I was about to
2: say if if you've been living under a rock, Daft Punk has broken up, which is really sad, yeah, but what
1: can it, you do? It's one of the saddest things. I was hoping for one more album. I know,
3: like, fuck.
1: Because I knew they were getting up there in age, but whatever.
3: they got to do at least one like reunion album. Yeah, at least.
1: I'm begging you, Daft Punk, on my hands and knees.
2: You can't just leave us random access memories. It was a great album, but you got to give us something else. I mean, Ram's
1: one of my favorite albums. I argue it's one of the best, second best Daft Punk album. But the first one is the one I'm talking about today. And that is Daft Punk's Discovery. It's truly one of my favorite albums of all time it's up there with gorillas it's one of those that i can put all put on at any point listen through it all the way through it's that good uh the album released on march 12th 2001 i was a good one years old at that point <laughs> it was a great time <laughs> i was a baby it was, was
0: just jamming out in the poi pen
1: yep yeah, and if you don't know who Daft Punk is at this point, I don't know who you are, but you've probably seen them. It's the iconic robot duo that you've seen in movies such as like Daft Punk. I mean, uh, Tron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: Daft Punk the movie. movie. I mean,
1: they have their own movies. They have uh, which I'll bring up later. It, it,
2: uh, Interstellar five, 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 five. And
1: I can't remember the other one But it's very French Because they are a French duo <laughs> uh,
2: Is I mean isn't there like a doc they did A documentary y- it, Yes I can't remember what it's called Oh I mean they did a documentary I mean you know like you said they're famous You know, the, These are the two robot headed guys That like define disco And electronic music for like ever Yeah uh, If you want to know their names Their actual names the, uh, the silver the silver-headed one is Thomas Ben Galter, and mm-hmm. then the other one that's gold-headed is uh, Guy Manuel de Homem Cristo.
1: Yes, and uh, Discovery is also an important album for them because it was the album where they adopted the robot look. Yeah, it was the first album, and um, uh, they—I'll tell you—I'll give you an exact quote on how this happened. Uh, This is a quote. The group told the press they were working in their studio at 9.09 a.m. on September 9, 1999, when their sampler exploded. They had to undergo undergo reconstructive surgery and regain uh, consciousness. They realized they had become robots. And that's the entire story about how they became robots. Because before then, they were normal humans.
2: Yeah, I love it. I I love that. They are just like, we became robots. Now, originally, when they did their uh, gigs or whatever... They did have masks, but they were just clear, see-through masks, like like masks conforming to their face. That's it. So you know, this was. I mean, you know, I mean that that decision was easily like the biggest ever. Yes,
1: if it was just two dudes playing this music, I'd still like it. But I'm very much so glad that they. uh, I love a band
0: that has like the, the the members themselves are like characters. They have like a story. So like them sort of adopting these robot personas really sort of gives their band a lot more character, like visual personality. Yeah. Plus, like, they're iconic. The robot heads I mean, yeah, that's iconic.
2: that's the thing. It's like this becomes the easily most recognizable duo in history. Like, besides even Jesus. Even though they
1: don't even go into any depth on the lore, it's just like, our sampler exploded, so we're robots. We we're
2: robots. That's, that's it. I love it. A bunch of French robots. It's
1: very good shit. Uh, but this album, Discovery... Was turned into an anime movie called Interstellar Five 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 Five. The secret, the story of the secret <laughs> star. star system, but which every S at the beginning of those letters is a five. Yep, that's where the four fives come from.
2: Yeah, that was a uh, that was directed or made by Leiji Matsumoto. Yeah, he
1: yeah. W- he made a bunch of old uh, animes. Yeah, and uh, that's why they got yeah. him to work on it.
2: Yeah, they, they're a fan. They're big fans of anime, so it makes sense.
1: Yeah, and uh, the album is pretty much the only soundtrack for the movie. There's all the stuff in the album is the sound.
2: It's it's the entirety of the album. That's the sound. There's no voice acting whatsoever. It's just that. Yes. Yeah. That, so,
3: like. So basically, it's like an hour long music video sort yes. of thing. <laughs> basically. And it's
1: fucking amazing. Hell it's, yeah! I really, really think we should all get together and watch it at some point.
0: I am a hundred percent down. I've been meaning to. I you know, been to watch that because yeah. I've only seen like certain. Videos for a certain songs. Never the entire yeah.
1: feature. Yeah,
2: I've I've always like seen stuff that like have d- talked about it. That's it. Never watched it. I've
1: watched it so many times throughout the years. I remember when I was very little watching it. Two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Uh, just watching it on YouTube. Terrible quality, but I was <laughs> loving every second of
3: it. God, this, this whole album reminds like gives me like a nostalgic brain blast to like early two thousands Adult Swim.
1: Yeah, yeah, in like
3: the best way, yeah, fair.
1: The uh, you got it for me for Christmas one year, and I'm very thankful that you did. Oh, the movie, yeah, yeah, on Blu ray because I think it's a little bit more expensive now, but not as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if you want it, get it out there while you can. Uh, my favorite songs from the album, if I had to choose, okay. I like every single song, but here's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven songs that I was forced to choose that are my favorite. <laughs>
2: yeah. These, a, a seven-way tie. Yeah. You know, it's it 14 songs total, so that's half. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, number one is Aerodynamic. That song, it's the one thing I always think about when I think of Discovery. I know everybody's probably harder, better, faster, stronger, but this is mine because that guitar solo in there, it's so simple. But it sounds so fucking good. It makes my brain explode. Uh, Next up is Superheroes, Something About Us, Voyager, Veritas Quo, Short Circuit, and Face to Face. Those are my favorites on the album. This album, I fucking love it. Yeah. It's... Just, if you guys say anything bad about it, I'm going to beat you <laughs> to death right here. Uh, well, I don't think uh, you're gonna have to, uh, I don't yeah. think you're gonna like what I have written. Uh, Damn! Look at all
2: these notes. It's a lot of critical. It's just, stuff. Mine is
0: just 350 uh, words. It's just poo poo pee pee over and over oh. again. <laughs> yeah, I actually drew little shit symbols. No,
2: I did not. I, I for some reason instead of actually typing my notes, I decided to write it on the Procreate app on my iPad. Wow, and, flex yeah. on its why don't you?
1: It seems like it's more work. Typing would be faster.
2: I mean, yeah, but I don't know. This is kind of fun.
1: All right. Enjoy it I, can. I, I do. I'll wait. You won't have fingers long. <laughs> I mean, as long as you don't say anything bad. <laughs> okay. if, if
0: you do, uh, Colt's going to suck all your fingers off. Mm-hmm. Uh. Psh-
3: Uh, Who wants to go first? I'm scared. (laughs) Anybody have any thoughts on it? Oh, fuck, I'll go. I (laughs) fucking love this album. I mean, the first time I heard Daft Punk was the fucking Kanye sample. Yeah, Yeah, that's a
1: lot of people's first introduction to Daft
3: Punk. I'm glad that
1: Kanye did it.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Kanye, but I remember you could not escape that song. No, no way. But, yeah, I've heard a lot of the singles from this album. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, a hundred times, you know, like, One More Time, Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger. Yeah, <laughs> I had to think. It was like, wait, which ones have I heard before? <laughs> but uh, a lot, I really love a lot of the second half of this album. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, basically all the songs you mentioned, where it's definitely, like, a little more, like, I don't want to say ambient, but it' more uh, soundscape-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that if that's like a right word for it. Uh I, I I just really fucking love it. Uh like the that fucking uh just that chord progression at the end the beginning of one more time is just in loop in my head. Yeah,
1: yeah one more time. It's so simple, but it just makes you I mean, rip that ass.
2: One more time was like considered like the most popular song out of that entire album. Mm-hmm. And like, that's just because it's a, it's a club hit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can throw up the whole album at a club and everybody be dancing to it. Oh, all Oh yeah. That long. For sure. Like, it's very much, you know, I'm not saying all electronic is like EDM, but like there's, there's definitely like something very like energetic and like, I guess like playful yeah. with, with discovery that sort of really lends itself to like house music and dancing.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, dis- it, you know, it's disco and house, like you said. So like, you know, of course, especially in France, the discotheque. Like you're gonna, you're probably, it, it's it's made for that, and being influenced by that, of course, it's gonna sound like that. Uh, which is, uh, I was gonna say though, it's funny because critics who did not like the album, they actually did not like the second half of the album, which is funny to me.
3: Well, they're smoking something. Stupid. They're fucking wrong because it's, like- it's great.
1: There was one song that when I was younger, I was like always like Skippy. Even though I liked it, it just—it was too long. It's a ten minutes long track, and it's called "Too Long." And oh, I, yeah, I love well, "Too Long." I love "Too Long." I love "Too, <laughs> too Long." I love too. it now too. But when I was little, I was like, "Damn, this is ten minutes. I don't have the time." But now <laughs> I always let it play till completion. I yeah. love "Too Long" so much. Oh yeah, it's
3: an excellent way to end the album too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's For- an
1: excellent way to end the movie as well. well. Gotta show it to you guys. I watched it uh, when, uh, two weeks ago when we were prepping. And uh, re listen to the tracks via the movie and uh, still very good, still very good.
0: I know for me, this one has like a lot of sentimentality and nostalgia attached to it because a friend of mine introduced me to, to this probably about 10 years ago, like, like 2010 or so. And so, like, just listening to Discovery really takes me back to those days since in my early 20s. So, just like, oh, man, that just, like, everything that comes with that era of my life is like, oh, fuck. This is, like, really (laughs) fun. And plus, I will say, like, going back through the songs, I kind of, like, you know, hearing, like, One More Time and Harder, Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, like, like, two, like, tentpole songs from the... From the album, like, it's like, I haven't heard these songs in like several years. So, like, even this, I'm like, oh, the, it just, just it's just big, just fuel injected nostalgia in my brain. Although, I will say, I think my favorite song is actually Digital Love.
1: Digital love is very good. That's yeah, a
0: good one. That digital love is my favorite. I love digital. I love. I really did, and it takes me by surprise. I kind of feel like, oh yeah, like I, it was before. It's like this one's good, but then like just going back through it and like it, it really sort of crystallized this time. Like this is my favorite. Yeah. Um, I don't really have like any like unfavorite. I think I say like my personal least favorite is probably Christian Dolls. It's Mm. like it's not bad. It's just like of the of the rest of the album. That's the one I'm not like super attached to. But like, of course, I love the you know the the singles. uh, Too long. Like I remember listening back to it's like, damn, this is long. What song is this? (laughs) It's like, oh, oh, of (laughs) course, it's 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 too long.
3: long." (laughs) You know, I just kind of got the joke when y'all were like, oh yeah, too long. It's ten. I'm like, fuck, (laughs) 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 I'm stupid.
2: I don't know. Maybe it's just us Americans.
1: Yeah. My, when it comes to my least favorite track, I, I didn't say it. it's probably Harder, best, Better, Faster, Stronger because it's the most played. It's the one that you hear all the fucking time whenever people are like, Death Punk, Death Punk. Yeah. Like, here's some Def Punk. It's always that song, which is not bad. I really like it still.
2: But... It's,
0: it's just probably it's like a little overplayed for you. Yeah.
2: yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's, it's either that or Get Lucky, you know? Which I to, still love Get Lucky. The thing is, though, I still love it. I still love Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, Yeah, too.
3: I, I mean, like. The thing is, I like the whole album. There's not really a song I don't like, but I do think "Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger" is one of the weaker tracks. Yeah. It's, I think if anything, it's like a victim of
0: success.
3: <laughs> that, that and and some, something about the arrangement feels a little empty. Versus, like a lot of the other songs feel like really like big and bombastic. They feel like there's something missing. Like even some like synth embellishments or something over the top of it.
2: Yeah, I could see that. I mean that, you know, I don't know. That that's why I like <laughs> But of course I'm not Daft Punk, so who the fuck I know. You you know that like um I don't know. That I like I'm trying to think like I kind of I kind of like Kanye's, you know, remix of it a little more than the original just because you know uh, like you said, it just feels like something's missing. Even though it's a good song, it feels mm-hmm. like something's just not there that should be. Um, yeah, for me, like I, you know what, <laughs> I have a rating on here, but I, honestly, you guys have just made me change it because I just love it so much. Uh, but uh, like for favorite songs, um, that's not to say that any of the other songs are just yeah. bad. Yeah. It's just that like, these are just like my absolute favorites. Just love listening to them because, like you said, when I was listening to it. I, um, this is probably like the second time in the past few weeks I've listened to it. I listened to it all the way through without skipping or anything. And, um, my favorite songs are D- Digital Love, Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, Crescent, dolls Superheroes, Something About Us, Voyager, C- C- Short Circuit, Face to Face and Too Long, but Digital Love. As soon as that came on, I was like,
0: oh yeah. I, I was, I, I was, I was listening to the album first time while doing Dishes and I was like, I was just really got turned up
2: for yeah. digital love yeah that like that's that's just like yeah this has to be my favorite like man um i don't know it, and it's just so weird to think that like one more time like that's you know that's considered like the it song from this album I'm like but there's so many other good songs
3: but mm-hmm. you know it's it's not a bad song by yeah, any means it's
1: like the one it's the one more time song whenever you hear it you want to hear it one more time one more time. It, one more time one it, more time
3: it, sure i mean you can't deny that that fucking little key section da, da. Like, that, that's fucking sexy no
2: absolutely not you can't deny that yeah no this is like uh when i've uh the my first introduction to daft punk was the kainé remix and then it wasn't until somebody told me oh that's a remix or like you know a sampling of daft punk song it's like daft punk who's daft punk listen to them i'm like oh uh, and then it wasn't until like eighth grade uh, Cole was the one that told me to listen, go, go listen to Discovery. and I was like, huh, this is really good the, in its entirety because I only listen to Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger. Are, yeah. are you... Oh, you're just doing something? Okay. Uh, <laughs> um,
1: it's my comfort album. This is like if I'm just like wanting to chill, relax, or read, Death Punk's a comfort group really, but this album is just... It makes me feel like I was a little kid... And I just got finished binging Bleach, and I'm ready to just <laughs> go on funny junk and look at offensive memes Wait, but, for hours.
2: But you know what? You got exactly what they wanted out of out of this album because when uh, uh it was uh bangle Bangal- uh when he was describing like the conception of the album, you know, he was saying that this is kind of them just being more experimental, more fun with it, more playful to reflect the innocence of childhood. Be, with being more playful and having fun with music. And, like, I mean, you kind of got it. Like, it, it, Also, Deathbuck,
3: huge fans of Bleach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there is something, like, really nostalgic about this album. Oh, yeah. And, and, like, this is really the first time I've ever listened to the whole thing, like, front to back. But, like, there's just something about it that, like, it, it's a good type of nostalgia, too. Where yeah. Where it's just, like... Re- it's like happy But not saccharine either Yeah
1: mm-hmm. it, It's like a passive nostalgia uh, For me at least Where I just feel Like that's childhood right there It makes me feel good Because there's a lot of nostalgia The most nostalgia really for me It just makes me feel sad It makes me depressed Yeah I like but, I don't want to be I don't like remembering me as a kid <laughs> but,
2: but this is like it, g- it makes you feel uh, It gives you that fun You know mm-hmm. yeah. the fun fun times That you did have as a kid Because yeah. You know I'd hope that almost every kid would have at least to fu- have some fun, um, and you know, fun overall in your life. Uh, man, I-, I just love the creamy, funky sound of
3: this. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, all the like textures and like tones they use. Yeah, I mean, fucking perfect. I mean,
2: creamy is like actu- an actual description for a lot of uh, a lot of mu- like music sounds, and like that's how it sounds. It sounds clean and creamy. It sounds so good, like. Extra whip, very airy. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) It's so good. Very glossy. Uh, Something I found out, too, was that actually for each track, they use a different phase shifter. I was like, whoa. Like, that's cool.
1: They Uh, love their instruments. I remember when uh, Ram came out, they had, like like, I think a web series or some shit where they had, like, all the people they did work with talking about the instruments and shit they used. It was very interesting stuff a lot of it went over my head uh, yeah. but I still yeah. liked what I watched yeah
2: no know. Uh, when I was reading up on this like they 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 were using so many different like equipment I'm like holy shit mm-hmm. like you know a lot of work went into this and I mean you can tell it just it sounds great like especially for 2001 mm-hmm. not to say I don't know if there's anything that really sounds too bad for 2001 but like
3: like on it, 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 it,
0: still sounds good. Twenty, exactly twenty,
3: 20 years later, later. Yeah, like if it, it sounds. It's very like universal. I feel exactly. like. Exactly. I feel like yeah. this could have come out in the nineties. I feel like this could have come out yesterday. Yeah, like so, th- like like and, and like not not to say anything bad about production from that time, but it is. I mean, like any sort of production trend. It's going to be a little dated. Maybe not as bad as the 80s. Whew, 80s production's bad. But, uh, <laughs> Like, this, this doesn't sound dated. Like, I mean,
2: when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, like... I was like, is this from the 90s? It's like, no, it's 2001. It's like, oh, is this from 2000, you know, 2011? No, 2001. Like, like you said, it's universal. And, like, also, too, it's like... It's still just, like... It's disco, you know? A sound that should have been essentially dead, uh it's not uh, and it's it's actually considered post disco and I'm like yeah that makes more sense um, yeah yeah I don't know great album I love it uh, there's something in here though that I thought was kind of funny is one of the uh, critics uh, let me see Robert kriskin was like uh, he considered the album to be too French and spiritual for American taste. And I yeah. got to say,
3: what, what the fuck does that mean?
2: Yeah. And I wrote a little note saying, fuck you, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> we're calling you out.
3: That's
1: like how, uh, it's not totally unrelated, but like, uh, fuck, there was a game that came out, uh, vanquish like 2009, 2010, 11. One of the yeah. times they were like this game is too Japanese. I don't like it. And it got shit reviews cause it was too Japanese. But in reality it was a really fucking good game and yeah. it didn't get the appreciation it deserved until it uh was like re-released 2 years ago. Man,
2: and like that's crazy because I remember I remember watching the uh the first like e3 gameplay for that and I was just being so hyped, but I just I just um so much stuff was going on, I just never picked it up, and then, like, hearing, like, and I remember hearing about how bad it was,
1: I'm like, but it looks so cool. Yeah, I remember, like, I used to be, believe in the reviews, I'd always say, that's, that's, I'm taking this to heart, the reviewers said it's bad, I'm not getting it. Not getting it. And that's what I thought, I thought it was a bad game, because reviewers told me it was bad, and I was a little kid.
2: But then it wasn't until years after, like, especially for the re-release, I was like, man, I want to play it, because Mm -hmm. it look it still looks good, like, uh, I don't know. I, I always appreciated the style of it, uh, but like you, you know, just I just peer pressure from reviewers, I guess. In
1: conclusion, <laughs> fuck reviewers. You hear me? You heard me? Not really. Because, yeah, fuck you, like, Fantano. Don't take it at to heart completely. Give it, give it a go for yourself. Yeah,
3: always. Not really, Fantano. I
0: love you. Always, <laughs> yeah. you know, sort of make your own decisions about. You know, even though we're technically reviewing albums here, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. always and sort of take what reviewers say with a grain of salt and let your your own sort of taste be to judge for yourself. Yeah, of course.
2: Uh man, like I don't know, just just discovery. It's just like it's really just a treasure. Uh like I mean, I don't know, like cuz like when I think about homework, it's like this is such a different, you know, departure from mm-hmm. that. And like but when it comes to Daft Punk, you know, robot persona Daft Punk it's just it started with Discovery yep. yeah and this, like this, the
3: this, this is, is the, the Daft Punk we think of yeah and
2: like that. and the thing is is like so much stuff was sampled and you know taken from homework and then the same thing happened with Discovery like it goes on to influence so much of just electronic music you know it's it's, it's such an important album and like I, yeah, I, I love it I love it
1: I yeah. love it so much
2: I give it a nine out of ten that's, that's a ten for me. That's a that's an actual my actual score. Uh, just because, like I said, there's just some songs that I'm just like, yeah, they're good, but you know, just gotta get through to the good stuff,
3: the great stuff. Sorry, the great stuff. Great. Yeah, I mean, it's just I like it. Ten out of ten. Like, there, there's not like really anything like I can say that's like like a legit criticism. Sure. Yeah. Yep. What about you, Pat? Oh
0: oh well here comes the the uncomfortable portion of the show. Ah fuck. <laughs> no, no I, I I do love the album. Um I guess I'm just I wasn't like as like to, it's not in any way disparaging. It's like I'm just feel like for me the album part that I really remember and stick with is the front half not to disparage anything in the back half so yeah. for me it's like an 8.5 but it's just, yeah. this is oh, like sure. still obviously all-timer you know, iconic of like, course so like it is still I, I i love the album it's still great you know and that
2: and like i said before that that was a lot of thing with a lot of like critics and uh, it's just that that back half you know and i get it i get it it's definitely um different i
1: guess <laughs> Nobody's going to say
2: anything? We're just going to
1: let it... I'm just listening to Liz laughing.
0: Yeah, the upstairs. So much laughter. Yeah, there's, there's something happening upstairs. Like, there was, there's dogs barking. Liz is, like, cackling, so... Uh... Oh, it must be Piper doing her one of her funny fart jokes. Yeah, where she's... <laughs> or, or she does
2: that bit where she pisses on the floor.
0: <laughs> just, a and, and Piper's a dog.
2: Piper's a dog. <gasps> Piper is a dog. <laughs> uh that was a human pissing on... I mean, I don't know. That'd be kind of funny. It'd be pretty so, funny. It'd be funny. It'd be like, like hey, hey guys, check it out. Like, I mean, if it was on purpose... Purpose. Well,
3: I don't know if that was on <laughs> if only it was on purpose. Hey, uh,
0: I think this is a great time to bring back the old AYC chestnut. Is uh, pissing on the floor a, a justifiable offense of homicide?
2: Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that was never the argument. That. <laughs> the argument was, is pissing on the floor a crime? And we all decided, except for probably one person, was no, it's not a crime. Is it bad? Yes. But it's not a crime.
0: I remember how much i being ran out. I don't know.
1: I'm just saying, if anybody were to piss or fart for the humor of everyone, it's Cody. <laughs> oh, Co- yeah. Cody's going to be the one that's going to piss on the floor. Okay,
2: but you know, let's let's talk about what should be a real crime. Is that video, that TikTok you sent of that guy farting on the fucking door. <laughs> that dude shit his whole pants
1: <laughs> against the door. That, <laughs> that was so much air. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, all right. Do you think it's possible that I can play the audio for the uh, podcast?
0: I mean, it's not copyrighted,
2: so it's, it's
1: a fart copyrighted. I mean, Jonathan.
0: I mean, literally, we played. A, we we held up the speakerphone of Jonathan like incoherent after their second COVID shot, and it came through fine. So go ahead and play that. Yeah, that, that funky music.
1: Okay. Oh, shit.
3: See it. <laughs> the you, the barely visible on camera. A translucent slowly creeps the frame. <laughs> so
4: what do you think? <laughs> 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 But the voice guy
1: the guy popping in is talking about there's like an orb. And it's like, like like it's a spirit. ghost.
2: It's a, the thing is though, when I first watched the video, when I saw that, I was like, oh that's a fucking ghost. And then he starts and, and he starts farting, I was like, Oh my god. And then the guy comes in, Did you see that? I'm like, oh shit, he's about to bring it up. The fucking ghost. And the tiny blue fucking speck of probably dust that flew into the camera. It sounds like the fucking Dolan guy that you hear on that you hear on YouTube. Did you see that? Pickle Rick, it's pretty scary. <laughs> he just
1: ramps it up. The fart just ramps up even louder in the second part of the clip. So you can't even hear him talking. You can't even hear him talking. Because he's playing it in slow-mo, and the slow-mo
0: noise just completely drowns out his audio. <laughs> it's such
2: a fucking... It's a it,
0: shark. It's a shart.
2: It's a shart. It, he shit his yeah. There, You know... <laughs> <laughs> because there has to be a fucking brown stand on that
3: door. <laughs> <laughs> guy, do you remember the uh like when COVID was first starting and then it's like this is what your sneeze is like through your mask and it's like they hook it up to this air cannon and it's like poof Yeah. Yeah yeah that's his underwear but with oh. doo doo. Oh my god.
1: That, if that, if <laughs> anybody does that, that's Cody. Cody <laughs> As soon as I saw the guy yeah. flying, I was like, This is Cody right here.
0: I'd be so bad. <laughs> Yeah, that's the first thing Cody's gonna do when he walk into Tanner's new house is just rip the ugliest, fattest, most bigoted fart you could possibly imagine.
2: I, I could, I can
0: imagine Cody now just saying, "Oh yeah, what,
2: about about to fart on my on my friend's door." Well, like, he, like he's sitting in the
3: car ride up. Nick's like, "What are you doing?" I'm saving it. I'm saving. What are you? saying? Uh, it's like like, like like
0: Cody's literally red in the face. As he's <laughs> Nick
2: telling him to pull over and use the bathroom somewhere. And Cody's like,
0: <clears throat>
3: <laughs> like he pulls, like they pull up to Tanner's door, and he's like covered in sweat, <laughs> like his face. He's just like,
2: <clears throat> Tanner, where's your bedroom? Where's your bedroom? Where's your bedroom door? And then he's like, where's socks? He picks up socks <laughs> and holds up as he sharts on his fucking.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he shits on Michael Jackson.
2: <laughs> it socks being a fucking kitten.
3: <laughs> that cat would be shook. I don't know what.
2: I
1: love the discovery. It's a really good album. It's a great album. Uh, Wow, I
0: can't. I can't wait for folks to listen to that five minute bit. That's almost entirely an in joke. and completely <laughs> dependent on a video. You know what? We'll link the fart video in the show notes. I don't know.
2: I don't. I don't know if I want to be. Uh, want that on our. Uh, on a record.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Do we want that on a record? Uh, it's
1: not the worst thing on a
3: record. I, I mean, if we're going to make an album, I'd want to have the fart in there. Yeah, yeah, right. well, like we sampled like fart TikToks, and that's how you we know, we know
2: what we're going
0: over the boys. Are up we a pop. fart
1: fetish podcast?
0: Shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> that's how we finally get monetized. You, you shut the fuck up. We
3: found our audience,
0: <laughs> and w- welcome back for their uh, for their stunning review, Candace the farting porn star. Oh my. <laughs>
1: God bless you. You know, there,
2: it's like there, like as soon as this comes out and that happens, there's another episode that it just says Winslow, and then it's just me saying, "Sorry guys, I'm leaving the podcast. Uh, I'm gonna go do other stuff. <laughs> I don't know what. Just not this. Uh, Where no. You go?
0: I, I don't know. If we got money, I'd stay. <laughs> like wherever the money came from, it doesn't matter.
1: Hey, if I got paid twenty bucks a fart. You bet I'd be farting on a mic. I'd be farting in that but mic. But
2: just don't ask me to fucking look at our shit. Just don't ask me to look at our stuff. I'm not, because like I'll listen to the podcast, but just don't ask me to review
3: our farting <laughs> shit videos. I don't know. Yeah, Audio clips. Instead of
0: doing taste tests, we, we, rank, we rank people's farts. And, and then we, we, <laughs> we have people uh, like we, we, we resurrect our phone number our hotline and have people send in their farts and we rank them Oh that's
1: such sh- a good idea that's Not so really. that it's so bad but It's so did. fucking
3: funny though. <laughs> <laughs> It's so stupid and funny. Like, all right, guys, send us in your voicemails of you farting, farting, and we <laughs> will rate them on the show next week on All You Can Hear. It's like, all right,
2: let's hey, let's listen to this one from Collar in Georgia. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Damn, that sounds like a tight little asshole. Thank you. <laughs> <Jesus. Listen. laughs> That fart had nice swarm, uh, kind of fucked up on the finish. I'm going to say seven and a half.
1: Could have been more wet. Could have been more Could wet. Could have been more wet.
3: Now we got
2: another one from Ohio. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, we know you're blowing into the mic. You cannot send
1: fake I farts. Can't do no many more fa- fake I can't farts. do many farts. Out
2: no, out. <laughs> out. no, no, I know. It's just that all my farts out sound the same. I can't do many. Thank you, fat.
3: That fart was really dry. <laughs> that No, that one was really wet. Holy shit. Let's get one. So, Something you don't want to find in your Let's Burger get, King. We got lettuce. one from New
2: York. Let's go. Hey, I'm walking over here. What are you doing? It's like, holy shit. What kind of fart's that? It's an Italian fart. Oh my it's my just God. like your father. Oh, my God. There's spaghetti
1: all over the mic. We need to move on. <laughs> we We've got three other albums. <laughs> no, we need to move you, you know,
0: on. It, it, we're actually going to do what we did with the origin movie episode. We're just going to talk about farts for the next hour.
1: Farts featuring Daft Punk Discovery. <laughs> around, you know the what? World, around
0: the world.
3: Around
0: the world. <laughs> so see, that's the episode title right there.
3: <laughs> we just replaced their voices, but like. We pitch shift the farts to make it sound around the world. Okay, you know,
1: <laughs> just be I, 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 I don't want to
2: give away the next album, but this album right here, I did a little doodle, actually, like when I was listening to it. And it's just like, it, you know, the line going in and then out is just shit. I wrote shit coming out and then fart. <laughs> so, you know, full circle.
1: Are you lying? Are you joking? I am
2: not lying, but I did erase it, so I don't have evidence. Uh, So it's almost as if you're lying. (laughs) Kind of.
0: Who's next? next?
2: (laughs) I don't remember who the orb is. I think it was
0: my turn. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. um, My album is uh, 2009's Act to the Father of Death by the Proto Men. Hated it.
2: You know what? (laughs) Not
3: enough farts. Uh, You know, I think that's kind of homophobic of you, Wenzel. Uh, uh,
0: Really? This this isn't the first time he's...
2: I mean, not enough farts. Not enough farts.
3: Not enough farts. Uh,
0: Yes, so the the Proto (coughs) Men's second album, The Father of Death, was released on September 8, 2009. And for those who don't know, uh, the Proto Men are this large ensemble indie band with each member portraying a character and the narrative of their music. And the... The, the sort of the general goal for Proto Man is, their, is a three, their goal is to make a three part rock opera loosely, very loosely based off the story of the original Mega Man games, with, set in a dystopic future where humans live meagerly under the rule of the despotic Dr. Wily and his robot army. And sort of to set the stage for what this album is, it, it's, it's basically a narrative album. Basically, the, every song contributes one portion of this overall story. The first act is this, this very harsh uh, electronic sound, deliberately so, taking place in the present of this sort of broken-down city detailing the fight between Mega Man and his long rest brother, Proto Man. And act two takes place uh, roughly 30 years prior to act one, and this is sort of detailing the, the life of Dr. Thomas Light his sort of friendship with Dr. Uh, Albert Wiley, the sort of deterioration of, of their relationship, and sort of the, Dr. Wiley's rise to power. And Man's general sort of sound is like very, like, we, or would become very like 80s, and 80s inspired with like a lot of electronic and synth wave sound. And that, and that sound really starts with Atsu, the father of death, and one of the things I love about the album is just sort of the, the transition from the, uh, throughout the story using different musical styles. At like the very first couple of songs, it's like very like western inspired, and in the middle it's like sort of like high energy in the fifties, and then from the back from the, from the late middle on to the end, it's very like eighties electronic synth, and from from there, that's where there's that's the their style of music really carries through and and sort of the general themes of the of the album is sort of the de- deconstructing of like oh like waiting for a hero to come to save save you or save like uh save you from a dark time and sort of the philosophy that's involved with sort of the rise of fascism and like there's a lot of really cool themes that come come with the course of the album although i will say it may be a a little hard for some to pick up on the general story, just from the album itself, because a lot of the details are given in the liner notes for the album. Oh, yeah. But you, but you get, like, I, from what I talked with Jonathan earlier before the show, like, you kind of get the gist of the story from listening to it, but it, to, to kind of flesh out everything out, it's it's good to sort of seek out what, uh, some little extra help. I know that might be a bit of a no-no for some people, but, like, for me, like, to listening to the album it made me want to to go find out the extra details and uh, it's been one of my favorites since um 2015 when a good friend of mine jake shout out to wherever you are in the world uh appreciate you and miss you and uh, this album uh, we really bonded over it's a great uh sort of just like i don't know it feels like a movie almost just in like audio form and the Proto Man's probably one of the few bands I've actually got to see live of my oh, favorites. Wow! Because they had a um, a live show at the Saturn Bar in Birmingham uh, back in 2015, and they do a great show. It's uh, it, it. What makes it really special is how, like how like small intimate it is, and all the characters are played by the Madmates, and they're very much like part of the production with costumes and makeup. And it's a it's a whole production. If you ever get a chance to see the performance, I would definitely strongly recommend it. I if you get a chance to go see any concert, uh,
2: I, I would if you can go to, if it's at the Saturn, go to the Saturn. Saturn's yeah. a cool little place. It's, it's a, little place. it's a great bar, and like a great aesthetic too. Yeah, they had a uh, me and Colt went there for Japanese breakfast, which was fantastic. But they had a fire before yeah. then that destroyed like a huge portion of it. But they rebuilt since then, and it just looks incredible. You know, um, I even went there. For a concert before the fire, it looked great. After, look, still looks great. So, yeah, check it out. Uh, you know, and I guess go to Iron City too if you get a chance as well. Iron City's you
1: know, Iron City is the ventilator. sticky and sticky floor. Sticky,
2: yep. it's very sticky. But uh, Avondale
3: the, is also another good venue. Oh
2: yeah, Avondale. I haven't been to Avondale, uh, but I heard about it. Yeah, the Saturn though. You know, you get like um, they have like tons of just. Uh, game game consoles, you know, uh, they have a TV and it's always playing like some kind of retro movie. Uh, I think every time I've been there, it was like a kaiju one. It was always fun. So. Yeah, yeah, it's enough. also
1: a little bit more personal, I feel. Uh, they let you come a lot closer to the stage. Yeah,
2: you're right up on there. Yeah. <laughs> I was grabbing their ankles the whole time. <laughs> I bet. Hey, Japanese,
1: uh, uh, what's her name from Japanese? Michelle. Michelle's Michelle. on her. She was right in her face. She
2: got, like, she put her hands, cupped her hands right into my phone to look directly into the camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love you, never Michelle. It. And, and, and Wenzel was know. never the same.
0: Please. I was not. Ne- I was never the same.
2: <laughs>
0: She's great. Uh, anyway. Um, but uh, back to the album, uh, I was going to say, what did y'all think of uh, Father of Death? Is this the first time any of y'all have heard of The Proto Man? I've uh, heard The Proto before. I've heard The Proto Man before.
1: I, I didn't realize it was a Mega Man band until you just said it. Until you just said it, yeah.
2: <laughs> I didn't realize that. I was like, "Oh, that makes sense
3: now." Uh, like, I've heard of the band before, but I never really listened to their music, and all I knew is like they were kind of like a Mega Man inspired band. But, I,
1: the place I heard them was in—I uh, think it was Rock Band Four.
0: Yeah, because yeah. they had they're one. They're like probably one of their most famous songs from the album "Light Up the Night" is. Yeah. It was in uh, Rock Band.
1: Yeah, and that's my favorite album. My favorite song off the album is "Light Up the Night," Mm -hmm. and uh, that was one thing that from the game. That was one of their best songs because Rock Band four had shit songs, and that was one of the few saving graces.
2: They um, the first time I heard of them was I remember I was looking up the song uh, "The Danger Zone" on Spotify, (laughs) and the first thing that popped up was their cover of it, and that's like, like I've, I've heard the original, but like that is the song I, like them doing that is the song I, I know.
0: No, yeah, because they, they do have a, a cover album called The Cover, cover Up, up. <laughs> yeah. where they have like, they do their interpretation of like a lot of famous 80s songs like Danger Zone and uh, that Phil, uh, God I literally had to mind that Phil Collins song. In the Air tonight? In the Air. I love their version of In the Air. And basically that, even that cover album is a part of their lore. Oh yeah? Because that, that album takes place between the songs The Hounds and The State Versus Thomas Light. Oh wow! Because like, because the way the songs are orchestrated, it kind of like le- like, kind of tells a story. Yeah. And basically, with that, it's about Thomas Light escaping from the mob, but he, but he's sort of like helped along the way by this uh, woman reporter. But then Swerve, she's actually working for Doctor Wiley.
1: Oh fuck! Um, that's ha- that's cool. Have they had any issues with Capcom? Like at all, or any collaborations with Capcom.
0: Actually, they were part of like a Mega Man like tribute album where like a lot of bands was like a Mega Man inspired song and they were on it. So oh, like really? they're pretty much endorsed. That's
1: cool. Swaggy.
0: Yeah. And uh, like I think they, they, and plus like obviously they have on like, they're an indie band, but they've gotten a pretty big success. Like they were on Rock Band. I think one of their songs is in Cobra Kai.
1: Yeah, oh, I think so
0: wow. too. Yeah, and um, you know they, they they've been a part of other stuff, and they, they toured with um, Cybertronic Spree, which is a uh, Transformer cosplay band. They're really cool. <laughs> and um, what was it called? TWRP um,
1: uh, Tupperware? Yeah, something party. Or is it?
2: Uh, is it just twerp?
0: Yeah, twerp. But yeah.
2: It's,
1: it's it twerp. stands
2: for something. Yeah,
0: yeah. They, they toured with them, like obviously very like eighties synth electronic style. Um, so like they're the, the big vibes there, but it's sort of like get into this the album itself. I kind of like what were some of y'all's favorites? What do you think? Like, were you able to pick up any of the narrative portions from the songs? So, it... uh, I mean, I I like
2: I knew that there was a narrative going on. Uh, I did not like seek it out though before before this. I knew there was something going on. I could tell. Just also by the way, the title of the album—it sounded like a story. So I was like, okay, this is definitely a narrative. Uh, but like, just from the lyrics in general, I was like, these are this is great, this is awesome. Like, I I really I was another surprise from Pat is I really uh, I really like this album. It was uh, having listened only listened to the Danger Zone song. I was like, oh, this is going to be you know probably like some kind of eighties like you know science cyber uh cyberpunk maybe they definitely have like cyberpunk they do have that in there but like i was really surprised by the western stuff i really like that those like western just Uh,
3: like the ennio morricone yeah style shit oh i'm a slut for that
2: (laughs) yeah no i was um i was caught off guard uh and honestly when i'm looking at the the sound um the song tracks uh there's not really a not really a bad song. I really don't play any songs. I I was actually able to listen to the... Because, you know, had to. But, like, for a second time for this episode, I was able to listen to from beginning to end. And I think my favorite song, though, would have to be The Hounds. Uh, the I,
3: Hounds was... Like, is, like, that. that is, like, the, like, a Disney villain song in the it, best way. I, in the best way,
2: but it's also, like...
3: <laughs> like I, I love that kind of like that rockabilly. The it's like really just like yeah, like, it's like that really sick bass. It, it, it it's is so up. funny how
0: like this is like the <laughs> catchiest, most upbeat song, and the most fucked up thing happens in the middle of it. I
3: know,
2: and I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck?
0: Like, yeah, no, it it, it was great because for the audience, <laughs> like, for, because uh, Doctor Wiley and Doctor and Doctor White, they're best friends, and during um, the Hounds, like. They have already sort of orchestrated the the sort of the rejuvenation of their town into this big sprawling metropolis. But Dr. Light is sort of like really uneasy with like the sort of disconnect between humanity and machines, So he breaks away from Dr. Wiley, and Dr. Wiley being like sort of like a jilted lover almost this and jealous of dr light that seeks revenge by sends one of his machines to kill dr light's girlfriend yeah. emily so literally in the course of the song she gets her throat slit by one of his <laughs> machines <laughs> but, but it's like it's this really cool jazzy like song and it was a fucking sick guitar yeah. riff. you know i thought i thought there was something
2: up in this song i was like hmm it sounds like somebody's being murdered it's like <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll send a man to kill a. what kind of man is it? a machine to, to kill, kill a girl, a girl yeah and like it's a it's a it's a bop, but also like oh wow, it's really fucked up. And the, and just sort of like the the whiplash from the hounds to the state versus Thomas Light, where it's like it's just extremely tragic. Where like Thomas finds his dead love, and she's dead in the street, and just a whole crowd of people around him. So like this is the start of Doctor Wally's plan to like make him a pariah and run him out of town. Yeah. And so like and and plus there's a line that. Thomas says, "I made the man that laid his hands on you." That's fucking chilling.
2: <laughs> Sheesh. And,
0: and and the bit where he's sort of going to trial and he says, um, right before he says guilty, there's like a chorus that says "not" before each time, and that to me, that's just a great bit. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> it's awesome. Um, another one of my favorite tracks is "How the World Fell Under Darkness," which is the transition from the 50s style to the 80s style and sort of it sort of marks the passage of time cuz like this is like a 20 year gap yeah. between the first half and second half and where he meets uh with a young man named Joe who's living in the city and he sort of he's gotten sort of tired of like the repressive feeling in the city he wants to break away which is what breaking out's about probably like like my third favorite song on there Cause I remember the day I left my old job at a podunk uh, country grocery store. I fucking was flying 90 miles per hour in the middle of the night, blaring Breaking Out. But I was finally fucking free from that place. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: Breaking and, and Out I, is one of my favorites from the album. As oh, well. definitely. Oh, yeah.
0: So, like, you know, I talked a lot. Winslow spoke to so a little while. What was Colt and uh, Jonathan's thoughts?
1: I really liked it as well. I thought it was a very fun album. Uh, but my favorites, I'm going to go ahead and list them it's Breaking Out, Light Up the Night, and Here Comes the Arm. I thought those were. My favorite of the album, I thought it was really good.
3: Mm-hmm. I, I I really like this album too. Like it's, I will say, I guess my least
2: favorite thing was the intermission, but that's I mean also, that's just
3: an intermission that, at the top. Yeah, I know. So, I was yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, it's just more of like a weighted. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> just, but <laughs> like, I, I love how like the first half is very like spaghetti western, like Ennio Morricone inspired, and then the second half is more like sticks journey that sort of thing yeah. and like uh i don't know i just really liked it i really got into the narrative because uh, like uh i kind of got the basic gist of what happened in the, in the story but then I, I immediately like went to look up the yeah. finer details uh but i really love the hounds yeah um Breaking out, and and that fucking harmonized guitar bit in Light Up the Night is the sickest shit ever. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, when I was first— Like, I'm a huge fan of Iron Maiden and Judas Priest. You give me harmonized electric guitars, I'm going to nut. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Because I remember the the first time I was listening to um, At 2, like, I wore Light Up the Night out. Like, Mm -hmm. I played it to death. And it's still one of my favorites. Like, this is the first, for the show, this is the first time I've listened to it in probably, like, three or four years. It's definitely been a while. I I let it rest for a while, because I I had played Played it it so much. But it's still, like, an all-time favorite. I have so many good memories, even when I was working at, like, a really crummy job, like, like, meeting a new friend and us, like, having that adventure to go to see that band and, like, talking about it. It's been a... Uh, a big time, and like also just the perpetual wait for at three because it's been over ten years since it was announced. Oh wow! That so is... they, uh, the uh, the lead singer Panther he said, um, <laughs> "You can expect it quote sometime before you die." <laughs> oh, what the? <laughs> That's fuck? not vague at all. <laughs> now the... I will say there there are a handful of at three tracks um, floating around. They they do mostly for live shows, but they did have a. Uh, An EP drop that that year that we went called, uh, excuse me, called This City Made Us in 2015. And it has two songs from Act 3, This City Made Us and Whole Bat Tonight, which are both like six minute songs. They're just like pumping rock. Mm -hmm. It's it's super sick. All
1: right. (laughs) Joe Mama. I meant to say that earlier.
0: Oh, when you said Joe. I was going to say Joe Biden. (laughs) Oh,
1: okay. We're both Joe.
0: Yeah. Uh, and but it's funny Jonathan mentioned sticks because they they take huge inspiration from Styx's album Roy was here mm-hmm. and their song uh oh no. shoot, it's like the, the, that whole even though like i know for a no. lot of people kill here is a very like dubious concept album the, the uh
3: the song the domo Arigato.
0: Domo to but it's like but a lot of their imagery and ideas are like very clearly taken from that I mean there's literally a band member named Kilroy who wears the Kilroy mask and he's kind of like their hype man <laughs> so we he, he wanted around the stage and kind of performs and kind of plays everything and the uh, the album R is like a direct reference to the 1984 movies uh, streets of fire like uh-huh. it's exactly like that sort of like how it it's like colorful chiaroscuro. like yeah. it's, a, it's a great look and it this is like one of my Top ten albums. I, I love it. Today. Hell yeah, yeah! Great album. Uh, yeah, it, for me, it's like a, a solid nine. So like, uh, that's uh, that's kind of where it lands for me. I mean, that's where it lands for me. I, I gave it a nine out of ten.
3: Yeah, like eight and a half, nine. I'd say eight. Wow. Fucking. Wow, oh, bringing man. down
0: the vibe <laughs> shit in my pants god
3: damn oh
2: my god you know what take off your pants and shit in them right now shit in his pants shit right now pants,
1: pants, shit in pants shit
2: yes, pants yes yes right. yes 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 I'll shit
1: in your
2: pants I don't know why I'm
1: getting excited
2: this is your punishment
1: this is a fetish nah this no. is a fart fetish podcast <laughs> that's
2: it
3: do you want to take a break
0: uh, let's take a break real yeah. quick we'll come back with the last two albums and, hope, and maybe a little less farting, but no promises. No no, promises. No, no promises.
1: <laughs> there was a spirit.
2: That orb, there's no way we can replicate this. No!
1: <laughs>
0: hey, welcome back everybody. <laughs> we're, uh, we're in the second half of the show. We're, we're gonna cover the last two albums that we definitely weren't talking about far before we came back. Oh no,
3: they they know.
2: Oh, they, that, that they... you
0: were you're recording
3: that? Yeah.
0: You know, we were
2: talking about <laughs> You know, it, 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 I won't say we were talking about, like, you know, some, like, high-class stuff before, but I just like how we devolve into farting again.
0: <laughs> I, I'm not sure if we're devolved. I feel like if, if if there was an evolutionary chart, it's been pretty consistent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's some, except, like, we use, like, special stones to evolve. We're not level-based. Yep. Evolution-wise. Okay. Pokemon? Oh, yeah. Pokemon.
2: Oh, I, I cannot remember what the fuck uses stones. That's where stone.
1: evolution comes from, bro it's not real. Magic Rock. Yeah,
3: move over, Charles Darwin. Here comes Pokemon. <laughs> Pika Pika, motherfucker. I mean, I'm wearing a Pika Pika shirt. Suck my dick, Charles
2: Darwin? Yeah, Yo.
1: yeah, Charles Darwin. Yeah, Bucky's. Yeah, you Stuckies. dead-ass bitch. Yeah, a fucking Woo! beaver
2: with a hat. What do you think about that, Darwin? Can't evolve from that, you <laughs> stupid old bitch. <laughs> you dumb old motherfucker. Eat my ass. The glory of God. <laughs>
1: Praise him. He's number one, baby.
2: The earth is only
3: 6,000 years old.
2: You know, I remember and
0: the earth is also as flat as King Kong's ass.
2: You know, what was it? Is it like something in Revelation where they're like, you know, when the or- the horses start eating people it was like a problem?
0: <laughs> I feel like that'd be a problem any time. <laughs> that'd be a problem in general. <laughs> I mean, I was kind of surprised. When, to find when the that- horses
3: start eating people, you know you've gone too far. <laughs> Evolution a mistake.
0: Uh, they got uh,
1: flat teeth. We filed them down 700 years ago, so yep. they don't have sharp teeth anymore. Because,
0: like, sh- the uh, the horse, they were, they were too pointy, so they're like, uh-uh, no more of this. Uh, although, I was also surprised to find out, speaking of, like, horses eating meat, uh, that giraffes, because they, they don't get all their protein from grass and greenery, sometimes they'll eat small animals. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> because apparently they were observed in, like, the New York Zoo eating pigeons. Do they eat what snakes the like fuck?
1: spaghetti? What the fuck?
0: That's fucking revelation right there. The end of the world. Oh,
2: fuck. No, it was. I remember. I think it was either
0: horses eating
2: people or like beavers. For some fucking reason, you no, know, it, it was
0: horses eating pe- be uh, eating people and beavers sucking dicks. <laughs>
2: That's not what I heard. Oh no,
4: where's
0: the beavers?
2: <laughs> no, where, where are
0: the beavers? <laughs> yeah, we're definitely not uh, with, with the Bucky. So that might be a bit of uh, foreshadowing, but we're something we have coming up for y'all. Where the
1: fuck is Bucky? Where the fuck is Bucky?
0: We just kicked out the door. Where's
1: Bucky? <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: you know, I, there's just a lot of stuff happening in my head. I feel like this, this like the first. Like five minutes back from our from our ad break, it's just like a psychic attack on <laughs> our <laughs> You know, but the thing is, is like,
2: do we can Bucky's be a gay icon? But uh, we're gonna make him the, a gay the icon. Beaver, you know.
1: I mean, Jonathan's shirt is pretty pretty gay.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. Very tie-dye.
1: It so, is. Uh, I
0: decree it as of as of now, uh, July sixteenth, seventeenth. Uh, if no, I'm I'm reversing time because of my powers. July sixteenth, twenty twenty-one. Uh, Bucky the Beaver is now a gay icon.
1: Factual. I
0: don't know why you had to reverse time Th- to give him a longer precedence for being yeah. a gay icon.
2: Are you trying to take this away from the gays, Winslow? <sighs> no, I'm the one that suggested it. Oh my
1: god. Oh, you want to take credit now? No, credit? that's not what I'm saying.
0: Wow, I'm saying that it would be so good. Let's get back to the album before he says something he'll
3: regret. I want to see but, but, Bucky
2: but, but, sucking dick. <laughs> no, <there it>
3: is. <laughs> All right. But before we get back to albums, getting back onto horse talk, have y'all ever been bitten by a horse? It's weird. It I don't know. Like it's it's it sounds terrible. Have that. you? Yes. Did it hurt? Kinda. I bet <laughs> And on top of that It's weird Because their teeth Are like so flat Yeah oh, I, did, did anybody else's
0: Grandfather do this Country trick Where like They ask you How does a horse Eat apples And he just grabbed The fuck out of your knee Yes <laughs>
1: Yes 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 How? Yes, yes. yes, yes. Why'd you do that
3: And my leg's not an apple You son of a bitch <laughs> Or it's like When you go to the doctor And they check your reflexes He's like How does a horse Eat an apple Fuck you <laughs> But you know, I like horses. Like you know, they're scary.
2: Like one kick to the head, you're dead. If they bite you in the head, you're dead.
0: No, it's funny you mentioned that. My grandmother, when she was very young, they because like they lived out in California with like animals, and they were trying. She was trying to bring in the horses from a storm, and it got spooked when a thunder hit, and she got kicked in the head. Oh, like she had a, a scar for the rest of her life on her forehead, like a little divot. And I just. I just remember it, it's just a, the way she told it was so scary. Like she was walking back to the house and her oldest son, my uncle, had already been born. And he's like, it's like, she's, and she's like, get, she's like thinking about him, like get in the house, the horse is loose, he's crazy. And then he's like, mom, and like literally half of her forehead's hanging off. I Jesus Christ. I think
2: you Christ. told us
1: about this in our ghost hunting episode we did. A few uh,
0: maybe. Back.
1: Man, yeah.
2: I don't know. That's still, that's still terrifying. Yeah. But you know, if you get hit in the head by a Clydesdale, that's your death. Instant
1: death, no worries. Your head's
0: gone. <laughs> yep.
1: I, mean, I, I, I got to meet
0: a Clydesdale. Well, what, what, what's the beer company that has the Clydesdale?
1: Budweiser. Budweiser.
0: Yeah, because a couple of years ago, they had the Budweiser Clydesdale. Like, come to town. You would think it was like a fucking celebrity, which it was. They're a bunch of really cool fat horses, and they're just like, oh, my God, they're so big.
3: Oh, man. Hey, hey you don't talk about little Sebastian like that.
1: Sebastian's not a Clydesdale
0: You know there
2: was a, Same difference There's a house in our area That my dad would drive by all the time One reason Was because they had a miniature fucking pony <laughs> 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 That's the only reason he would drive by it He'd have Whenever we were going home We have to drive by it Or when we're leaving we have to drive by it To see if it's out Did he ever
1: joke about (laughs) kidnapping it?
2: (laughs) No, but he he said Well, maybe he did I think he did talk about kidnapping it It's like, Wenzel,
0: this horse is now
2: your new sister (laughs) Well, he talked about all the time He's like, man, I wish we could get it I wish we could have it You're gonna come home and you're gonna have a miniature horse (laughs) Well, it's gone now It's been long Someone else stole it Okay, so your
3: dad is like he cries every night. Yeah,
2: school. basically, because he, he was so sad when it was gone. And he's like, man, I wish we had a miniature horse. And then I wish, I, he was like, I wish we had an even tinier dog. Because around the time Gabby and Daisy were around, so he's like, I wish we had a smaller dog so that we could put them on its back and have it ride around the backyard. Fuck, but that would be That'd be, be cool. as <laughs> shit. That would be good. It
0: reminds <laughs> me of that, that, that tweet that went around of like, People in India were breaking COVID procedures to see a really tiny cow. And that cow was <laughs> yeah. really tiny.
2: You know, it's it's so funny because it's like my dad says he's just these little like really silly stuff, and then he's like super conservative. I'm just like, why you got to do this to me, man?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's the balance of nature. Your your dad has some really sort of like not so great politics, but also he likes really cool tiny animals. Basically, yeah.
3: <laughs> like, like if we could just like scrub like the conspiracy theory conservative shit, he would be an interesting character. He, he would, would. It would be <laughs> toho, toho, yeah, I mean, toho. Like, yeah. I mean, like uh,
0: uh, there's someone who listened to uh, our Godzilla Kong episodes and they got a big laugh out of your dad's antics.
1: Yeah,
2: his antics, man. Sometimes they're either going to piss you off or make you laugh out loud. I don't know. (laughs) That's mostly
1: laughing for me.
0: It's mostly laughing. And I feel like pissing people off and making them laugh is kind of what we do on a weekly basis. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. But, you know, I feel like our politics are a little bit better. A little better.
2: Hopefully so. Maybe.
1: I like horses. Are pretty. I like horses. I'm not scared of them. You can put that on a shirt. I'm not scared of horses. <laughs> okay. Picture of my face and says I'm not scared of horses. <laughs> okay. Write that down. Write that down.
2: <laughs> it's your album. Go. Wait, is it my album? It's yours. Somebody go. needs to go. We've been go. talking about okay. horse shit.
3: Alrighty, my album is is this, this tiny little album? You might not you might not have heard of it. It's called uh. Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Mirror. <laughs> what the fuck is that?
1: Ooh, Indy.
3: <laughs> but yeah, for real. Uh, classic seventies prog album. I Pink Floyd's oh, like one of my favorite bands. And that's also like I kinda cringe when I say that because like saying like a band like Radiohead, Pink Floyd or the Beatles are your favorite band is like simultaneously the most pretentious thing, but also like a basic bitch normie answer
2: a
1: hundred percent a hundred percent basic bitch but
2: after having listened to it i i i feel differently now but go ahead
1: i mean i still like the album could sound any way but it's so common for people to like it you see so many people with this iconic logo on their shirt Uh, oh yeah
2: on their shirt or they have it like physically yeah
1: yeah it's such a record. basic bitch. You're such a basic bitch. <laughs> uh, hey, hey well, hey, we'll get into and more. It pisses me off.
2: <laughs> we'll get into more criticism. Let well, well is,
3: let let them speak. Fuck okay, okay. you. This isn't even my favorite Pink Floyd album. This is just the one I think is the most accessible. Uh, yeah, I think this is their like eighth or ninth. This is their eighth album. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which like I remember finding that out for the first time, and being like, "What the fuck?" Mm. But like. Back in like the 60s and 70s, bands would like come out with albums like every six months. It was fucking wild.
1: I don't know how the fuck they did that. I, I don't either. They were
3: on drugs. Also, one uh, Yeah, band, there were a lot of cocaine.
1: This isn't really related to the album, with the band overall. One guy's just been there the whole time. It's just been one guy's like, you know what? I'm going to get some friends around. Let's do this. They have some guys that have been there for a long time as well, but nowhere near as long as the main guy. I don't well, know his well, name. Eh. But well, well like like started.
3: Roger Waters is the main songwriter, but they he split off in the eighties. Cause
1: I think it's a drummer, maybe.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think they're yeah, their drummer's been the most consistent, but he doesn't really provide a lot of writing credit to I know, but he's, Wait a, he's a minute, who's
2: Pink there.
1: Floyd then? It's a the the Panther.
2: Pink Panther?
1: Then yeah. who the fuck it's is it, Floyd? The, the Panther's name
3: is Floyd. That's fucking stupid.
1: Oh fuck you liberal. But
3: um uh, <laughs> God damn it but yeah they uh this album came out in nineteen seventy three they recorded it over like six month period uh this is like the point in their career where every person was like firing on all cylinders it wasn't like one guy really taking charge mostly that would become Roger waters once we get to animals on the wall but this album is uh. It's been talked about to death, uh, you you know, but the boys said they never listen to Pink Floyd. I'm like, why not? Uh, If you want, like, a really good in-depth analysis on the album, there's a YouTube channel called Polyphonic who has, like, the whole series is like an hour, Mm -hmm. but he goes, like, track by track. Oh, wow. Or some songs are kind of pushed together because of how the album's structured, but you, you know what I mean. (coughs) <coughs> mm. Uh, yeah. So, what did y'all... What's initial thoughts?
1: I'm gonna go ahead and say what I said uh, two weeks ago <laughs> when we were together. Is that my initial thought is, there's a lot of sounds going on here. This is very experimental sounding for the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I said, this Pink Floyd was the Death Grips of their time. Yeah. And I still stand by that because I think... A lot of it is just noise, kind of <laughs> like Death Grips, and I love Death Grips a lot. And I also love the album I heard here. I'm just saying, just saying.
2: Uh, Anybody disagree? I don't disagree. <laughs> I actually very wrote, accurate. I wrote in here. I was like Colt described it as this generation's Death Grips, and I have to agree. I I I agree. It's uh, it's very uh, experimental. Uh, I mean, it was even. They even said it was a concept album. Uh, it it incorporates a lot of like the technical aspect. I was I was like I was really surprised by, but having listened to it, I was like that makes sense because they did a lot of work on it. Uh, mm-hmm. it like some of, some of the things included uh, multi track recording, tape loops, and analog synthesizers, and then there was like a bunch of other like. Equipment shit. I was like, I don't know, but
3: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the, I, I know, like one of the big things was the, I forget the model, the synthesizer they used because, uh, the the song on the run, which is that very like ambient, the, yeah, uh, that initially was just gonna be like a three minute like kind of blues rock jam that was kind of like generic, yeah. But uh, Alan Parsons, who's the, uh, sound engineer on the album. He brought in this – uh brought in the synthesizer, and they were like, what the fuck? This is so cool. And then they programmed – I think it's like an eight-note loop that they pulled Hell yeah. Right over. yeah. And they, like, fucked with panning. Like, especially if you used to listen with the eardrums, you really hear, like, Doppler effect type of things. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I was I was about to say I'm, – I'm pretty sure from what I read, it was the, in the engineer, Parsons, was the one who, like, contributed a lot to, like, the different – um I'd have to say it's probably that the Doppler kind of effect or like the um, just like the overall like I'm trying to think sound like like going back to soundscaping uh, mm-hmm. or maybe that was you that said that earlier. I can't remember who Uh, yeah. the, the sounds. I was I don't know. I, I was really impressed because like for the time for 1973.
0: I It's I, impressive how like how a lot of this was like so analog and how, how it was made and. And you really sort of stop to think like how you know, technologically advanced we'd come in making music and how people were still able to make something so groundbreaking those you know, so long ago like oh, there's like a, a completely different skill set went into making it yeah yeah
3: cuz like one thing i think one specific moment that really highlights that is the intro to money with the all the cash register noises yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah like you <laughs> could throw that together in like pro tools like in 5 minutes but it was like 20 feet of like like tape that they like Roger Waters had to splice physically together that's that's crazy and then on top of that it's kind of like rhythmic to the beat yeah
2: like i don't know just just so many of these sounds um you you know because it's like the 70s it's like when i think of the 70s i think of pink floyd but like just this you know this cover art but -hmm. having now listened to pink floyd and i'm like i'm like i guess this is 70s but i'm like this is like you know, this was ahead of its time, I, I would like to believe, I'd like to think, yeah. like, it, it was just so, I was just so surprised by it, you know, like, <laughs> Colt said, you know, it's the death graves, especially, like, with their, with their themes, you know, I, listening to this, you know, I was having the same thing of, like, not a narrative, but I was like, there's a lot to take from all this, like, because I, I looked, I looked, I just looked at Wikipedia for some of this stuff, explored, uh, explored explore themes of conflict, greed, time, death, and mental illness, and, because uh, I think I think from what I read it was like one of the members left because they were had something involving mental illness.
3: Because initially the band was this like psychedelic rock band kind of similar to a lot of bands around that time but they were led by this guy named Sid Barrett who was like this really eccentric out there guy but they said one day he just all the life in him was gone and he just went crazy and uh, and he should like, he's sh- like this period of Pink Floyd. He shows up a lot in the sense of a lot of the band felt really guilty because they were just trying, they were so focused on trying to make it as a band. They kind of left him to the wayside. And then uh he, uh, the the album after this, he showed up in the studio while they were recording and he had like gained like 200 pounds like, shaved his head. It, it is... And it's, like, really sad. <laughs> oh wow. But... Um, and, and, like... Uh, like, mental illness and um, just, like, insanity is a big theme in their music just because of that experience.
2: I mean, like, I was just... Uh, <laughs> I was just surprised by how existential this album was, too. Because... I mean it's not like you don't get that in the 70s But uh, I don't know I I just haven't heard anything from that time That was just like that Or like this
3: And and you don't get that in like this kind of Pop rocks. I, I hate to call it pop rock because it's really not. I, I would. It, say, it's very. It, it's, I
0: would say it's a, it's a very popular rock band of the day.
3: I, but yeah.
2: I would say it's pop rock by today, but like by then, and I'd still like as it registers It's progressive rock. You
3: know. Yeah. It, prog rock. Yeah, and, and like, and and it's hard for me to even like group them together with a lot of the progressive rock bands of the time, like Yes, Cream, Crimson, or uh, Jethro Tull. Because they they were definitely doing a lot more, like, technically intricate stuff. Like, Breathe is just a vamp between two chords the entire time. <laughs> but, like, I'm, I mean, it, it's more about creating the mood of the album. And I yeah. remember, because, uh, y- you know, I grew up listening to classic rock radio. Like, if I had a radio in my car, I, that would pro- probably be what I'd be listening to so there's a large section of this this album that get played on classic rock radio all the fucking time but it wasn't until like college i really like sat down and listened to the thing start to finish which is i I don't know about y'all but for me is like flies by yeah because like I, i like every time i sit down to listen to the album by the time it gets to the great gig in the sky i'm like Fuck, we're already halfway done. Like yeah. it's only
0: forty two minutes, and like when mm-hmm. I was listening to it uh, earlier, I was kind of like, "Oh wow, this has got a, a pretty good clip to it." Yeah. While, while still have still maintaining like this level, of, like I guess atmosphere, like this sort of feeling. So I, just some of the songs that really suck out to me um, was "Time."
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I really, I really, I'm a sucker. Like we talked earlier about for that, like a western feel. So that, so that. <laughs> Western lead into like these like great gu- like guitar sounds I love that yeah. and there's like I don't know if this is just me but there's like almost like this like languid feeling in the song like it feels kind of like very kind of this weird like sleepy like laid back I, I don't know if it, that was just me but like for yeah. some reason that was a feeling I was getting uh, money with like the cash register danes and just sort of realizing that the that physical effort it took to put that into the song <laughs> And, like, there's,
3: like, some really funky, like, great riffs in this song. Oh, my God. Like, this was, the, that, for, like, when I was, like, if you were asking me in high school, that would be my favorite song from this album. Oh, yeah. Because, like, it, one, I mean, it's got that iconic, like, 7-4 bass line that is fucking, like, it's, it was the only single from the album, too. Uh, That fucking, like, the sax solo is really sick, and then the... It's one of the best guitar solos of, like, not just Pink Floyd, but in general. Uh, and, and, like, one thing about this album, too, is, like, a lot of my favorite stuff from Pink Floyd comes a little later when Gilmore does take more of a, like, sonic writing role. And so there's a lot more guitar later on, and that's my instrument. So I'm going to be like, I love guitar music. but What? What you didn't know?
0: You mean all these guitars hanging around the basement? What the fuck? I mean, AYC a recording studio. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> but like the like the three distinct phases of that solo, and then when it like when things cut out and then come back in with that like walk down and ah, it's fucking great. I love it. Yeah.
0: Uh, another one of my favorites is any color you like, <laughs> mm-hmm. because like there's this really strange like, like distant like like I, I don't know if this is like correct, but I feel like just like there's something kind of like ghostly and uh, you yeah. like it feels like you're just far away, it's very mercurial. And it did I, I would say this was the one I really felt like the existentialism one. And I feel like that sort of leads into their next album, The Wall, which is like all about existential well, and well, dread.
3: The, the Wall is like three albums after
0: well, you know the it was on my Spotify it's an X, but anyhow. <laughs> but um, but like considering, like I, I having like listened to that album and watched the movie, like it sort of like it sort of reminded me of just like how deeply existential and scary that song is. So it's like this weird thing, like it's it's like fun to listen to. It's it's peaceful, but like there's this... I almost feel like there's this far off danger or like or like terror thing that. Because it's like you don't really notice how scary it is until you really start to pay attention to it, and that's when it starts to like creep into you. Yeah, and
3: it's something about the keyboard tones on that song. Like any color you like, to me feels like it's kind of stands out. Like it, like all the other songs to me feel like they flow together really well, but then that one feels kind of very disjointed.
2: I mean, th- like this album in general, just feels like you know, like kind of like you're uh, driving at night through fog. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. uh, it- it's funny because um, any color you like is also one of my favorite songs from this. But also, I had a note that's that points out the you in color, fucking British. Like, come on, man. Oh yeah. Those
0: slimy bastards. Those motherfuckers. Like but it, to all our, our, our British fans, we love you for listening. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And, and uh, like it, and using unnecessary letters. Oh,
3: you you can definitely tell they are British too, especially like I put the earlier I got the vinyl and I put the uh, I put it on the record player and it makes them sound even more British for some reason. Yeah. But um, like Wenzel said <laughs> it's kind of a concept album in the sense of when they conceived of the album, they, they kind of wrote a list of things that, of of things about modern life that are like stresses or something that scares them. So like the passage of time, money, war, bigotry, all this stuff. Um, And and so, and, and how, and it's about all those stresses of modern life And how that can lead someone to go crazy. Yeah, I mean, I I, I especially
2: feel that on time, you know. The very beginning, it's just a bunch of clocks ticking, you know. Yeah, yeah.
3: and and like, I remember the first time ever hearing that song and having a visceral reaction. Just (laughs) because of like, and especially if you really read the lyrics, it's like, it hits really close to home. Like, especially me now in my late 20s, there's like... Feeling a lot of those emotions, it's like, oh, fuck.
0: Yeah. It's like time is scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I did like, as sort of like spooky as brain damage is in a certain way, because like in this song, and I think it goes into Eclipse, like uh, the laughter, but like mm-hmm. this was laughter that's like, fuck, <laughs> yeah. That's not really connected to the song. It's almost like the bandmates are like laughing as they're playing, but it, it feels like a little disconnected. It's like, Where's this coming from? But also, I just got a, a big pop, because like, they said the thing in Brain Damage. Yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> said uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Dark like, Side of the, the Moon. <laughs> they said it. It's, it,
3: it yeah. And, and it's the last, like, suite of the song, too. Yep. Uh, but to talk about, like, the, a lot of the spoken word bits in there, uh, they, uh, Roger Waters uh, wrote a bunch of questions and would interview just people around the studio. Uh, and they they started out like pretty like simple, but one of the but then got like deeper as it went along. And one of the big ones that stuck out to me was, uh, when was the last time you were violent, and were you in the right?
0: <laughs> oh shit! So
3: a lot of like this talking is uh, of those interviews, and apparently. Uh, they interviewed Paul McCartney. Really? Yeah, but they didn't use it in the album because Paul McCartney was like trying to be funny with it and uh, not take it seriously. And they were just like, "Ah, eh, fuck it,
2: Paul, <laughs> sir, Paul McCartney, you motherfucker."
3: But like the that one section in the uh, beginning, of "Great Gig in the Sky," where the guy gives the like, "I'm not afraid of dying" speech. Yeah, it was like, ah, yeah.
1: "Great Gig in the Sky" is probably my favorite on the album. Next to us and them, yeah.
2: Us and them is my favorite. Uh, My my favorite songs are "Breathe," "On the Run," "Time," "The Great Gig in the Sky," "Money," "Us and Them," any color you like. But "Us and Them" I really, really
3: enjoyed. Yeah, that's. uh, I know, like that's a lot of people. That's their favorite song on the album, and and it uh, it's fucking great. (laughs) And, And apparently, that one deals that like Roger Waters says like the first verse is war. The second is uh, racism, and then the last is like classism.
2: Oh wow! I uh, hate to detract from the serious stuff, but I actually didn't erase it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. it's still there. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it is the cover of Pink Floyd. It's just a little doodle of the, you know, it's a prism. But I'm gonna say triangle, triangle with a little line going through it. And Instead of rainbows coming out the back, it's shit, and I wrote shit and fart.
0: <laughs> and you didn't realize how prophetic that image was to this episode.
3: I, yeah. I did not. <laughs> that is a lot of shit talk. Yep. And then, like, I'm trying to think of what else to say. Like, uh, you, you know, most of the songs are pretty self-explanatory, like Time, about passage of time, you know. Any color you're, you li- you like is apparently, like, a take on the, the apocryphal Henry Ford quote, uh, talking about the model T you can have any color you uh, like, like as long as, long as, it's, as it's black. black. Hmm. And, and it's sort of about, you know, the false choices we all have. Oh. And, and I guess that's interesting.
2: You lose yes. the choices.
3: <laughs> no, that's, that's pretty. Okay. Fuck. Yeah. There, there there's a, like a lot of thought that went into this album, but it's also like pretty easy to listen to. Yeah. At least, at least for me, it, uh, everything flows really well and like if as stereotypical as it is like if i'm going to introduce someone to pink floyd it, even though this isn't my favorite album by them this is the one i introduce them to you yeah. and and also too it's the one i listen to the most like it's the easiest one i go back to and it, it, it's strange to say you know as it's a as it deals with pretty heavy subject matter. Yeah,
2: that's the thing. Is like, like you said, it's easy to listen to, but it's so heavy. But like, yeah, makes sense.
3: And uh, I suggest the next three albums after this, which are "Wish You Were Here," and especially "Animals," and uh, "The Wall." No,
1: oh, I really want to <laughs> listen to "The Wall." The Wall is the one that is the based on the movie or the movie. Oh, they, they have an
3: accompanying <laughs> movie for it. Yeah, they have an accompanying movie. I've
1: seen clips from the movie, and the music playing with it was very, very good.
3: I don't know. I didn't vote for Trump, so.
2: <laughs>
3: what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> the wall. <laughs> he wanted to build the oh, wall. God damn it. But, but yeah, I, I will say, especially if you're going to watch the movie of The Wall, heads up, it is really fucking bleak and really dark. And <laughs> like, it's like it's a it's great, not for the faint of heart. It, it's a, it's really good,
0: but like it's intense. Because like I, I wish I had like a, like a kind like a palate cleanser because it's just so morose. But like it's very indicative of that person's like time in their mental health. So of course it would it, the darkness would reflect that. But also you know heads up. I don't yeah.
2: know. I've watched Devil Man Cry Baby. I watched Melancholia. I've watched Grave of the Fireflies. I fucking watched. Uh, Open season. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the most horrifying movie. The of most them all. bleak film ever. I mean, every animal that hunt. movie dies.
0: Uh, oh, uh, actually, you know what? I think Over the Hedge is actually more bleak. Yeah. <laughs> that's sorry. Uh, this is all part of Wenzel's plan to have us uh, watch Over the Hedge for the next essential viewing.
1: Jesus Christ. God, that would be a funny. Bit. <laughs> that would be a funny. <laughs> that'd be a funny bit. <laughs> I'm already a husk. I'm fine. I'm, all my favorite things hurt me. So I'm yeah,
2: gonna... I was about to say I'm. I'm already. I'm already gone. <laughs> chainsaw man. Yeah. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. you can throw something to the right now. He wouldn't feel it. Yep. I'd pass right through it.
1: Hey guys, chainsaw man reference. Mm. There you go. Uh,
2: chainsaw man reference. <laughs>
1: Wenzel's dancing, yeah, and I'm
2: crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I get your reference now. Yeah.
1: D- yeah sorry.
2: <laughs> There's a lot of eating. There's a lot of eating. That could be is anything. The most
1: important eating scene. I, I know, know it control. is. I
2: know. I know. Sorry. Oh, oh. Uh, another Chainsaw Man reference. Oh, that no. was a completely visual hurt. bit. <laughs> that one really hurt you, fucker. How about, how about this one? Happy birthday. Halloween. Oh, that's funny, though. I love Halloween. Yeah, I love Halloween. But <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so.
0: Final thoughts? Final thoughts.
2: Nine out of ten.
1: Three out of ten. It could have had more clapping. <laughs> I just wanted more clapping noises.
0: Clapping of cheeks or just clapping?
1: Either. I'll take either. <laughs> okay. No, I like 8.5. I really liked it.
0: I, I give it 8.5 as well. Wow. Yeah. Solid. Nice. nice. Also
3: played along to Wizard of Oz. Apparently, it works in some places. and some places, it doesn't.
1: Wizard of Oz is longer than forty minutes, Jonathan.
3: It, it's long enough for you to play the album twice. Okay, maybe. <laughs> Wait, how long is the Wizard of Oz? It's about ninety minutes. So, so you just play Wizard of Oz at like
2: one point five speed. You know, you play it. You play it as soon as as soon. You play it as soon as she gets to. Uh, the the land of oz and then whenever she leaves you stop it, I think that would work, yep. right? Sure. Okay. I just
1: don't want to watch the dog drowning scene again. <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs>
0: Why? <laughs> that's a director's cut of Wizard of Oz. Apparently, but. that's okay. Yeah, because uh, the the for those who don't know, and the director's cut of Wizard of Oz, the Wicked Witch puts a spell on Toto where she attacks uh, the team and. The only way to stop it is uh, Dorothy has to drown, Toto.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. Uh, it's actually the inspiration for uh,
1: Cruella.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I thought
3: you were going to say Milo. Notice. I it's, mean, yeah, is that
1: as well.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> when Kenny listens to this, he's just going to scream. <laughs> Fuck.
2: Uh, so, moving on. I guess the last
1: one?
0: Yeah, you're All right. All right.
1: It's shit. I don't want to talk about it.
0: Yeah, was we'll talk, talk about your doo doo pee pee album so we can hurl it and wrap this, this ball game up. So much. So much hostility.
2: I'm joking. No shit, dumbass. I'm sorry. Why are you crying? Then?
3: <laughs> I don't know.
2: Uh yeah, so um my you know, everybody from what I could tell, everybody was picking albums they really loved. And I remember what Colt Colt was like, um was like uh, he was like can we pick an album over an hour long and it was like an hour a minute and it's like yeah so then i saw uh, i saw mine which is like way over uh not way over it's like nine it's minutes. nine minutes it's- over so I, I thought it was something else um and i was like you know what fuck i'm gonna put this one on because this is easily one of my favorite albums it's uh, choose your weapon by hiatus coyote and,
0: uh, Definitely
3: has the best album cover, I'll
0: say.
2: I that. man, I, like
0: for those who don't know, it is a mandrill screaming with uh, was with its hands out with blue flames coming out of it. Yeah, when I, I
2: when I first um, I, when I first saw that, I immediately I was like, oh, now I gotta listen to it because. You know, sometimes if it has a really cool album cover, you get my attention, so I'll definitely...
3: Well, well like, the art, the, the visual of a band is just as important. Oh, yeah. and. Um,
1: I've seen a lot of cool visuals with a bunch of shit-ass music.
3: I'm... That That is true, though. Or the other way around.
1: Yeah.
2: Sorry, I'm trying to, because that's the one thing I did not know is who made the art. I don't... I don't remember. Anyway, uh, yeah. So when, when, this is what really got my attention was the art. This is actually their second album, so their sophomore album. Um, and uh, you like something I do to signify, signify points in my life is you know like periods, years, but also by like media because like media is just so important and makes up my identity, and 2015, around that time, was, like, a huge year for me, personally, like, in music and stuff, was, like, because I was, like, you know, I was, like, still by the, almost by that time, I was still, you know, very much into, like, 21 Pilots, and I was, like, okay, it was, it was fun, but let's move on to something else, so, like, uh, this is, like, this is before, like, right before I went to Japan and then after... You know, started listening to, like, like Hiatus Coyote, uh, Unknown Mortal Orchestra, Bad Winter Sons, Chains. Run the Jewels. Yes, Run the Jewels. A lot of stuff. And, like, th- this is an album that, like, no matter what, like, I listen to completely. I, I can never skip a song. Every song to me is good. And it- it's just uh, every time uh, when I still listen, <laughs> when I still, like, when my dad would drive us on, like, a short or small road trip, I would just throw in my headphones and this was always the album i'd listen to if it took like an hour maybe two um i would just listen to this because it was just such a like kind of a comfort for me it's uh it came out originally in um may 1st 2015 and you know since then i just i i always come back and listen to it and it's basically like talking about jazz funk neo soul kind of sound the um the lead singer her name is actually napalm and um her actual name is Naomi Saffield? Yes, Saffield. And um, she is from Australia. Yeah. And. Sorry. Hold on. I don't know what happened. Uh, anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, so like. Uh, it, it's just. It has a lot of. Um, it just. I, I can't really put in a genre, even though I, ne- I mentioned three. But like, it just mixes a lot, especially with like Latin and West African style sounds of music. And um, I mean, in, in terms of like lyrics or themes, it kind of just ex- it kind of just explores a bunch of like random like supernatural shit. But I fucking love it. it it's just it, I don't I don't know how to describe it. It's it's it like like Cult with Discovery or anybody is it's my comfort album and um...
3: Enough enough of my talk. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? I'll go first. I really liked it. I really love the vibe, just like the the whole like tone of the album. It, it, uh, Cody showed me this was God had to be like 10, 12 years ago. There's this guy on YouTube who would like take like sections from the Disney Alice in Wonderland movie and like chop and screw it. And it kind of reminds me, in, in tone anyway, that very, like, dreamy, hazy. Yeah. Uh, I really love all, all, a lot of the tones on this, like a lot of the guitar and keyboard especially. And, yeah, I, I think it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, I, I liked it as well. I I thought, like, every time you, you talked about them a week before we actually choose, chose our albums for this, you talked about Ky- Hyodic. Hi- Hiatus, Hiatus is Coyote And I was like I've never heard that name before Stop talking about it And then uh, <laughs> I went to listen To this album And uh, it turns out I have heard of them And I've had their songs In my playlist From that time In 2015 yeah. 2016 uh, I think it was cause We used to do a thing Where we would have Our own Shared playlist playlist And then we stopped Because like Wenzel insulted me so much Yeah And uh, he said I don't wanna listen To your shitty music Yeah Stop talking to me and I'm not denying it, this And uh So I thought I would, Still think it's pretty good. Uh, it's been a few years, but I'm gonna go ahead and name my favorites, which is a good bit. This is probably my like, other than my album, it's probably my second favorite that we chose tonight. Hell yeah! Uh, we got Shall and Monk Mother Funk. Yeah. Borderline with my Adams Swamp Thing, Atari caught me by surprise. Yeah. By and by fire, and those are my favorites off this uh, album. That was pretty good.
4: I
0: Hell liked yeah. It. One thing that really struck me about the album is, like, how probably more than any uh, I listened to for the show is, like, how this would kind of, like, play with my synesthesia a little bit. Like, for whatever reason, like, the first, oh, uh, let's see, five songs are all, all, like, this deep red to me mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And then when we hit with um, Breathing Underwater, that's when, like, the color palette shifted in my head. Like, just sort of, like... Cool, like, like blue, purple, green, and and like it, it. This one, I I will say, I kind of struggled with because it's not that I disliked it. I just I don't know if if, if it really vied with me. Like it had a, like I feel like I like the vibes in it, but I don't know if they really sort of hit my vibes. If that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> but like I do appreciate like how just out there it is and how it's really experimental. And like with like layering of like like different sounds. It may sound. I feel like it to other people. It may be almost discordant how a lot of the sounds kind of are layered. But I feel like that's just sort of like a matter of taste and perspective. And I will say, until I listened back to it, I had a hard time differentiating like the first five songs. Like to me, they sounded really similar. But on a repeat list, they like I started to pick out like so the more individual cues. Yeah.
3: But yeah. I. I I definitely like when I listened to it the first time, I definitely was a little more like, I didn't know how I felt because I do think some of the songs towards the beginning do are kind of samey. And I feel like the, a lot of the first half, there's a lot of talent there, but I don't. It's it doesn't feel like they have the confidence yet. But by the time it gets to like Swamp Thing and a lot of the weirder stuff towards yeah. the end, that was the stuff I like. Like it, like when I got to there on the first time, I'm like, all right, yes, this like like Swamp Thing, Jekyll, Atari. Yeah, I can I can feel that. Yeah, no. Uh,
2: <laughs> I I would agree. Um, every time. I listen to it even though I've listened to it so much is that like that first section of the album is like it kind of just kind of flows together. But that's like that's like the charm of it to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would agree like like that 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 was the one of the things that like I could never define about this album is like color. Yeah. You know, because like with that uh with that with that album picture, I'm like, yeah, this feels like it kind of like you know, that blue f- that blue fire. It feels like a cool blue fire, and it kind of just mm-hmm. goes into, like, some greens, some purples. Uh,
3: For me, it's definitely, like, color-wise, uh, <laughs> it definitely is more of those cooler mm-hmm. colors on that side of the spectrum. Yeah. For
0: me, especially, like, from Bridge Underwater on, it's more, like, on the cool end of the spectrum, like, purple. Like, to me, it sort of goes from, like, green blue to purple then kind of back to blue like it's it synesthesia is a very individual phenomenon so you associating mm-hmm. colors with sounds it's like sounds like complete bullshit to other people yeah. but like that, that's how <laughs> yeah. it kind
3: of played that's like in a, my like, head yeah i know like a, like uh i was talking to pat about this a few days ago or before i went on vacation there was uh i, I found this music theory guy on tiktok and he was assigning different like notes and chords and scales certain colors. And it fucked with me because it wasn't what my, I thought those yeah. colors should be. I'm like, fuck you. No. Like, <laughs> Your version of this phenomenon
0: is wrong, ugly and wrong.
3: <laughs> it's like, no, A is red.
2: Like, uh, every time I, for some reason, when I think of the word car, I always think of red or like, uh, never mind. I was going to say Gorilla, I think of Red, but then also, you I was like... Blood. Yeah, I think I think of Blood. <laughs> like, I don't know, Angry Gorilla. Um, yeah, like, man, I don't know. This, this album was just wild to me, just because of also, like, just the names. Shallon, Monk, Motherfunk. I remember that was the one thing that sold me on it. I was like, okay, this is an awesome uh, name. It's
3: like, you, you got to get it at that point. Yeah,
2: but then, like, you know, if I were to pick some of my favorite songs, it would definitely be, like... Borderline with my atoms. I just love, like, borderline with my atoms. I can't do it. Uh, breathing Underwater, Swamp Thing. I think Swamp Thing is my absolute favorite, though, just because the way it starts off, it's like, and then it goes into the bass, like, Swamp Thing. Sounds okay. just like it. <laughs> yeah, it exactly. sounds exactly like Bro, it. I'm, yeah, we're, we're going playing to the album. It sounds just like it. Um, uh, fucking Jekyll. Atari, By Fire, uh, and Molasses. Molasses is probably my second favorite. It it honestly feels and sounds like molasses. It, it's yeah, kind of like... Yeah. Potatoes and, and molasses. molasses.
0: If you
1: want some, some, just some ask us. <laughs>
2: okay, that we actually might get copyrighted by that. <laughs> that was accurate, that was accurate. Um, but, uh, man, yeah. Uh, fun fact, though. Uh, by Fire is actually inspired by her uh, father's actual in-house fire death.
3: Wait, his, oh, that's thanks. depressing. His, 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 her father
0: died of, like, being burned alive. lives? Yeah, he died in a house fire. Oh, wow. And
2: just like, because I, there's like, even though I've followed her uh, Instagram, her band Instagram and uh, j- like, their music in general, I, I like, the personal stuff I didn't know about, because like, Like I I don't want to say she's lived in Napalm, the the lead singer and just the head person of this project. I don't want to say she's lived an interesting life, but like (laughs) it's like wow, it's it's pretty like because like I remember I was talking to Cole about this. How I was like, man, it's been so long since they had a new album. They had released an album last month, a new album after Uh, six
3: years. Like what was it? Mood variants.
2: Mood valiant.
3: Mood valiant.
2: Yeah. And I have yet to listen to it But um, And I was like Man why has it been so long So I looked into it Or I looked it up And uh, In 2018 She was diagnosed with breast cancer Oh shit oh. And um, I was like Well no shit That'll it's, definitely arrest that, that, the uh, creative process That definitely put a
1: halt on her career
2: Yeah But then it was in 2019 That she was breast cancer free Well good Hell yeah it, Which was like I was like fuck yeah And um, And actually uh, I think She did uh, A cover of some song at a uh having like whenever she um around the time 2018 uh she's done several other projects she was even featured on drake's song scorpion as well she was or the album like she's done a lot of other stuff and um
3: like a lot of session work
2: a lot of session work a lot of like collaborations and stuff and i'm just like man like no like no wonder but like i was like holy shit like that's that's insane and just and you know to be as a best cancer survivor Like, um, well,
3: and also, too, like, Australia puts out some really interesting stuff that doesn't get talked about a lot,
2: yeah. Um, I and uh, like, just back to her life in general, she used to, uh, her name, Napalm, she had it way before she started this project. That's what she that was her moniker for, I think, when she did like fire tricks and stuff, okay, cool. <laughs> like, like on the street, <laughs> and uh, at, and uh, it was like, she just she's just kind of like moved around a lot and at some point she was even homeless which is like crazy I'm just that's another reason why I love this album so much now like it just further just strengthens the fact that like this is a you know strong-ass woman and like this funky-ass album I'm just I like I, I can't it can never it just can never leave me and um yeah that's That's kind of all I have to say about it. And it sucks, though, because this is one of the few things that I've been wanting to own on vinyl for so long, but I just haven't been able to get my hands on it because it's either sold out or scalpers charge really fucking high
3: prices. Oh, that's some bullshit.
2: Yeah. But I mean, I'm like, you know, one day, one day. But also it's like it's so great that, of course, you know, I got to respect it.
0: I would hope that the that the vinyl for is is like the same blue that's on the album cover, like the 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 teal, I, I like
3: the actual piece of vinyl. That's yeah, the it's like
0: I, I imagine like it's kind of the translucent teal gradation. I think that'd be really sick. That's one of the
2: vinyls as it existed that I've always wanted is the translucent blue. But then they also have one that's like a deep dark blue that I'm like I want that as well. But if I can also just get any.
3: <laughs> if I could just get my hands on one of them, I'll be fine.
2: Yeah, I mean that's just kind of it's kind of it. Like like I said, you know, production uh, or I haven't said production, sound mixing, sound quality. It's just great. Uh, has that funky sound. I, I I realize I've come to terms with the fact that I like a lot of funky stuff, just a lot mm-hmm. of fun shit. But then also I like a lot of hardcore stuff as well. It's so weird. The range. I'm
3: not going yeah. to lie. When uh, it, it kind of threw me for a loop after you know it does the choose your weapon intro, yeah, and then it kind of went into this really like R&B neo soul sort of thing. I'm like, okay, this wasn't what I was expecting just based on the album cover, yeah. Yeah, Uh, no. I was like, okay, yeah, I I dig this. That
2: like that was the first thing that caught me off guard too. And like that, I I don't know. That's like one of the sounds: jazz, funk, neo soul, kind of like I don't know what is with that music, but that's like kind of the like just the sound, the music I treasure like forever. And like, Hiatus Coyote like kind of fills that niche for me. But like, I have yet to find another group that kind of like fills it. And but like, I don't care, you know.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really good neo soul stuff out. Oh yeah, I bet. Um, yeah, like uh, I really love just sort of like the off kilter vibe to it as well, like the the sudden stops and starts mm-hmm. and like sort of jagged, I guess is the best way to phrase it, songwriting. Yeah, but like so, like, one of my favorites is Laputa. Oh, yeah, okay. Because, like, I, I, it triggered something in my head. I was like, I know I've heard Winzel sing this before <laughs> when we, we, we've just been around. I was like, that's where that comes oh, from. Oh, fuck. You're right.
2: Uh, yeah. I, no, there because it's just, okay, yeah. La, La Pita, yeah. But,
3: yeah. Any final thoughts?
1: Good album. I like it.
3: It's a good. It's a good. Mm. I'd say like eight and a half, nine for me. Yeah, give me ratings. uh. 8.5 again,
1: but it's still better than Pink Floyd's (laughs) (laughs) 8.5.
0: All right, it's kind of, John's right there. Uh, For me, I I, I did listen to it twice. I did give it the fair shake. Uh, I appreciate the hell out of it. I love the story, but I don't know if this is like my favorite, but to me, it's a solid six. Oh, fine, fair. I've you Wendell's
2: know. shaking. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, like for me personally,
2: obviously, ten out of ten. I love, yeah. I love it, and uh, gotta say, guys,
1: nothing bad, nothing bad at all. All good this time.
2: Really good.
1: Last time, No, that's a little homophobic, Colt. I thought all the albums were great. Last time, last time was not great.
0: No, like I think this, I think this is a bumper crop, and like I, I would recommend any of these to any of our audience members because like. And I always enjoy just seeing the range of this group, like what we listen to, how there's a lot of overlap and a lot of just so disparately different, but that's, I don't know, that's really cool to me. Yeah.
3: No. I already
1: have an idea for what I'm doing next. Because I, been... I
3: love, I would love to like do this, this type of show chord. Quarterly Quarterly
0: I think you can Very much look forward To a favorite albums Part 3 Yeah And uh Not so distant future So Alright Any sort of uh, Last bits Last farts Before we get out of here tonight Yeah That's
1: pretty sad Fucked up stuff That happened there Uh In that one Any guy, Anybody wanna do some Fart noises <laughs> <laughs> A lot A lot of like Really
3: nice Obscure Indie shit No one's ever heard of Yeah <laughs> Uh, Only yeah. the fourth <laughs> <laughs> Uh
2: Yeah, and you know it was funny though because like when I looked at everybody's like albums, I was like, man, so much you know dong, so much penis. We need to get some, we need to get some fresh, fresh stuff in here. So. I think
0: Wendell was just looking at porn. <laughs> I don't know. I
2: don't <laughs> well, because that. you know, male, male, male. You know the albums like Pink Floyd's males mostly. Yeah. Oh,
3: proto- okay.
2: Anyway, how do Cody is you know headed by, a, you know a woman. So I'm like, we got to
1: get something else
2: in here. You fucking sexist pigs. We need. We, 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 we had we... Fru-Fru last time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was a fucking first person.
2: <laughs> shut the. F- okay. Shut. We, hey, we... at least at least my album that had dong in the name. Did it have "dong" in the name? Yeah, I think so. I don't. It's such a long fucking ne- necro donkey. do I don't know. Oh, oh, oh that album. Well, yeah. goblin cock. Yeah. That's his he, full name. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I, I um uh, this wasn't. Uh, this wasn't on the favorite last favorite album. But uh, there's a guy I played Pathfinder with. He had a T-shirt that was um, necro Goblicon. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. An epi- that was a band that c- came up on one of our year end episodes when we were like. Tried to do the best songs of the year. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like, it was like I never thought I'd see a shirt that had double yeah, DoubleCon on it. Well, all full circle. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, uh, round of applause for everybody for chilling out some sick ass albums. Kick ass. Great job, everybody. And uh, thank you all so much for listening today. We hope you um got a good laugh and uh, enjoyment out of all of this. And if you haven't, Heard any of the albums, you know, this is maybe your chance to go check those out. I feel like we said, we, we would recommend any of these. They have the AYC-8 stamp of approval, which is way better than any other music uh, platform. Kerrang, never heard of her. Needle
2: Drop.
3: Move, move over, Fantano. Needle Drop is Move guarded. over, Fuck pitch you, Needle
2: Drop, Fantano, you motherfuckers. Move over.
3: Also. God, have you? Have, did you hear his out, uh, review for the Hiatus, Hiatus Coyote album? I don't know. I'm kind of scared. I don't want to he didn't like it
1: he doesn't like a lot of good music he doesn't like a lot of stuff i know a lot of people here love neil drop he's a cool guy he's funny funny man but he gave some bad reviews to things i love and i take it personally okay yeah Yeah, i didn't know
3: yeah he did a. but but i i love like even when he shits on albums i love i'm like god damn it i mean why do i still like your shit
2: well the thing (laughs) is is that when he does good reviews for good albums I'm like okay
1: And then he does good reviews For just nothing But that That's but nothing You were saying This is a 10 And it sounds like nothing
2: I will say There are some stuff That like uh, Because I'll, I'll make Like a playlist Of like the albums that, like, he gave really high scores to and I'll listen to them. And I'll be like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm the, I feel the same way. But then there will be some that I'm like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> you melon motherfucker.
0: <laughs> you melon head. No, it, it is funny to always, like, you know, have, like, a voice. That you like, oh, I, I really respect this. I, I like their opinions. Let me check out their suggestions. And to be like, wow, that was not really anything.
3: Yeah.
2: I, g- like it's but, almost I
3: like music of like any art form really is like really subjective. Subjective? No, S- fucking subjectivity way. Way. in music. No way.
2: No way. Every artist who's made anything ever knows exactly who they're making it for
3: and all my favorites are making it for me. But. Uh if it's not Radiohead's Kid A, the most experimental album of all time, I'm not gonna listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I say that I I do like me some Radiohead. Um, I think
1: Weezer is pretty good. I like Weezer. A lot of people hate Weezer.
3: Yeah,
2: I I don't like Weezer. Um, I'm very ambivalent on Weezer. I like them. Uh, I don't think of it early. Weezer more like
3: Geezer. I mean, mean, now they they've been around for fucking thirty years. I don't know if I've ever listened to Radiohead. Uh, they got some good music too. Yeah, I suggest OK Computer. Okay, I I
1: like the one with a lot of colors on it. I don't know the album.
3: Uh, it, In rainbows. I think
1: I don't know. That
3: one's really good. What's that one album with a huge dong on it? Uh, that is uh, no love deep web by Death Grips. <laughs> yeah, I Death was Grip, really I yeah. was okay.
2: I was really hoping somebody would get it. And thank you. Okay. Yeah. No,
3: I, 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 Death Grips I, is another band you should listen.
2: to. Yeah, listen to Death
3: Grips. Yeah. It might be too experimental though. Yeah, they're to the, the paint today. Yeah. <laughs> I Not, uh, even though I would probably say they were more like Radiohead of today but <laughs> uh, But uh, that's also a pretty good <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Hey. Hey.
2: That's Death Grips. Yep. Uh anybody got any other bits? Now, nah. Bread Eagle across the block. Oh no, I got a fart on my roommate's door. <laughs> oh. oh keep making the noise. Oh oh, 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 shit! That's really let's do that. (laughs) No, no copyright. Damn it! Yeah, we. we,
3: Oh no, I don't. I don't think they would really sue us. They released that album for free.
2: Oh yeah, they did.
3: Or mixtape or whatever the fuck.
2: You know, fucking. Whenever they released their 2018 album, I I missed it. So now you can't find the fucking vinyl anywhere.
3: Uh, was it Year of the Snitch?
2: Year of the Snitch. Like that shit. Like people loved it. I loved it. it and like, I, good. I, I, I'm, I'm so sad I missed it.
3: Oh
1: yeah, if you miss any Death Grip stuff, you're gonna pay a pity penny later on. Yep. Mm. Oh yeah.
2: No, I mean, I mean, some of their stuff like doesn't even like they don't even have it on vinyl.
0: They don't know? exist anymore. It's faded from human consciousness. Even true. the memories. That's
1: I break mirrors with my face. It's not
3: true. The on the face.
1: Yeah,
2: that's a good one. I want to listen to some death grip. <laughs> Tachy-
3: yeah, right?
1: Tacky on.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> God. We, God, is it next time we're all just going to choose a death grip sound? <laughs> <Yeah>, we
1: all. <laughs> fuck? One of the so- songs is just going to be microwave noises. <laughs>
3: I choose Jenny Death.
1: And then glass scraping glass—that's a thing. They did that for one of their they albums. Did. It's they, good. They—they
3: they also did an entire music video uh, shot on a uh, rear view camera. Yeah, they did. Sure, having
2: responsibilities nice. But what's better than having—I don't remember this chick right in your dick all night. I don't know. I don't know. It's just about fucking doing drugs and fucking. I think. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
1: I've seen footage. I've seen noise.
3: <laughs> God, he actually does a pretty good it's MC, pretty Ride. MC
2: Ride It's iconic, you know I think <laughs> I might be
3: him Iconique Iconique I'm MC Ride <laughs> the real MC Ride He just didn't tell
2: us I can't wait to see what is The Next Generation's Death Grips Pink Floyd
1: It's just gonna be
0: It's like complete noise and gibberish.
3: <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Have y'all ever listened to like the weirder Frank Zappa shit or Captain Beefheart? No, I'm that, that stuff is bonkers. <laughs> Beef. Beef It's like some deep sea
0: like trench stuff.
3: <laughs> just get A lot of xylophone. Just get
2: just get a fucking album of deep sea, deep space, you know, star sounds.
3: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like where Saturn is just like ah! Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, screaming. Just You don't know if it's a spider in space Or you know just wind
0: Yeah t- t- tune in for our future AEYC episodes where the lads make Experimental albums That'd be kind of cool And we just explain our process I mean we
3: got Fruit Loop we can fucking do it pretty easy
0: You know what we need to get the fuck out of here <laughs> I've been waiting
2: I mean <laughs> I'm we sorry. Kind of
1: already made a Death Grip song On our ASMR episode
0: Throwback <laughs> <coughs> Anyway, we're over. It's done. We're getting out of here. Uh, thank you all for listening today. You can follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, or, uh, and you can – God damn it. This, is, this episode is frying my brain. <laughs> uh, be, be sure to uh, like, rate, and subscribe and all those platforms. helps us out, keeps us visible, puts us in front of new listeners. and Of course, we always appreciate you when you do it. You can follow us on our socials on Twitter and Instagram, AYC's podcast, Letterboxd and Facebook. All you can hear at Twitch at twitch.tv slash. All you can hear in YouTube as well, which is also at All You Can Hear. If you're listening to this the week that it comes out, uh, go on over to the Cajun greatness side of things. We'll, we'll be reviewing the Nicolas Cage movie, Mom and Dad. And oh, all, fuck. It's a who. I'll tell you that. And also that Friday... Uh, July 23rd, we have a very special crossover episode where I sit down with the host of an Ultraman podcast called uh, S- Saved by the Belly All, where we discuss Tokusatsu Ultraman and just sort of the general fandom. And it's, I think it's a really, a really interesting interview with a really cool guy. So look be on the lookout for that for this Friday. And lastly, you can follow me, Patrick, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterbox at John Lost His Name. And my art on Facebook, John Lost His Name
1: Art. My name is Colt. Find me on Twitter at D 0 burger
3: My name is Jonathan. You can follow me on Twitter at J-O-N-I-I-B-Y-24 and JonOnsen12 on Letterboxd. Listen to all these albums. They're all really fucking good. Yeah, you can find all these albums
2: on Spotify. I'm Wenzel. Thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Wenzel Wilkie. You can follow my art Instagram at World of Wednesday i have a link tree you can follow my goodreads my letterbox uh probably have reviews on there if you want to check them out or you can just look at any of my other fucking socials uh, i i type shit on there uh by the time this comes out tanner will not have the among us skin in fall boy fall guys fall out boys fall out <laughs> boys Amongus. Not Amongus. The among us. Uh, Amongus. Amongus. and Amongus. i remember i remember that line from the death grip song it is responsibility is cool but there's more things in life like getting your dick rode all fucking night.
4: Oh, oh! oh!
2: did you see that? Oh! <laughs>
1: there it is. Oh, it's God. it's oh, God. spirit.
4: Uh.
1: Can I have your buddy? I thought you were supposed to cut it when I'm moaning.
4: No.